Yeah, I'm with you, man. I think it's got to be something that we don't know yet. Yeah, and uh, we talked about it a little <laughs> Sorry, bit. Sorry, dude. That doesn't, that's a terrible edit that out. It's the worst answer you could possibly give on a prediction. Something we don't know yet. What the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> you're trying to just get it in before your fucking computer fails. I'm sorry, man. I just... All right. No, that's all right. I got a cold <laughs> open. Welcome to Romancing the Gemstones, where we're talking about the righteous gemstones from HBO. I'm one of your hosts, Jamie G. Esquire the Fifth. And, you know, I've got that purchasing power. I don't know. We got purchase power. We can pull triggers, homie. I'm here with my co-host, Magna Mills, and we're going to talk about, for their nakedness, is your own nakedness. Season three, episode three. What's what's happening with you, bro? You keeping your, uh, keeping your X-Specs in check? Yeah, right next to my Rex specs, and do I do that before I protect my neck? And uh, are you on deck? What the heck? In the Tribeca. Yeah, too little, too late, I win. I am Magna Mills. I won the battle of the puns, so I have the power of the puns, even if I don't have the power of the purse. Or, you know, Judy, she's got the power of the pussy, so more power to you for checking out Romancing the Gemstones. Find us wherever you get your pods on YouTube. We're presented by Regular Dudes Watch Stuff. Find us on social media at Dudes Watch Stuff. That's a lot to remember, so you got to be careful not to forget the flaps. Follow, like, and please subscribe. This is how other people find our show. We'd really appreciate it. So if you had fun, give us a thumb, please. Just one thumb. That's all we're asking. You can spare a thumb. I mean, come on. It's like Sean Connery, dude. He's going to beat you up with the, not the not the left thumb. That one's too powerful, yo. Are you sure you want to have a fight? Because I'm only going to use your thumb. The left one. The right one's too powerful for you. I'd love to see that. This is a full spoiler show. It's a full spoiler discussion for the episode. For their nakedness is your own nakedness. And we'll also be talking about the teaser for the next episode, but not until we get to our predictions. Uh, if you if you weren't previously aware that this we're spoiling shit, now you are. Let's do this thing. This is Season 3, Episode 3, For Their Nakedness Is Your Own Nakedness, the 21st overall episode of The Righteous Gemstones, originally aired June 25th, 2023, directed by Danny McBride. This is the third episode of Gemstones that he has directed, written by Kevin Barnett, Danny McBride, and Chris Pappas. This is the fourth written by credit for the trio on Gemstones. Guest stars include Walton Goggins, Kristen Johnston, Luke Haas, Valen Hall, and Robert Obrest. The short plot synopsis is, Tired of life in the lap of luxury, Baby Billy pursues a new vocation as a game show host. The Gemstones host a cousin's night for Carl and Chuck. All right, Mills, let's open it up with a little Ron's left. How are you feeling about for their nakedness is your own nakedness? Are you romancing it or is this just a one night stand or are you swiping left? Hmm, I like that. The Ron's left, like a Captain Ron thing, like romancing, one night swipe left. I feel like that Captain Ron had a little bit of romance in him. In the, I like the math, so I'm going to do it this way. You got Baby Billy plus Chuck times Carl. I think that equals romance, dude. You can't argue with facts, baby. For me, yeah. 
for your nakedness is your own nakedness. I'm romancing it hard. I thought this was a really good episode. So yes, romance. And give me all the baby Billy. Yeah, like I said, you got, you know, anything with baby Billy. I think I'm, I don't know that there's a uh, an episode with baby Billy that ever won't get romanced on by me. Uh, maybe not a big Eli episode. We do see him possibly reconcile with his sister Maymay as the episode goes on. Any thoughts on Eli in the episode and kind of the little side plot with Maymay? Yeah, I think it, I think it was kind of cool. It was nice to see him kind of go and Eli kind of needs something, right? He's not the head of the church anymore. He doesn't. He kind of needed something, and I, I think this gives him it. He, he started to feel a little bit for her. I like that they're kind of taking him somewhere because I hope it. I hope it creates a you know some sort of interesting storyline for Eli because it, it feels like he needs something this season. So I, I, I'm okay with it. It makes sense. Again, it's just a little bit similar to his storyline from last season, kind of how he got close with Junior again. Yeah. I think this is just, they're treading water till they hit five, because then you're going to do interlude three. We already know that's going to be the flashback episode, which I'm assuming is going to explain all of this backstory. So it's not like they're going to tell us about it now, but then once you get past five, it'll all be in the open, kind of. So I think they're just you know, stuck spinning his wheels maybe one more episode. I just hope they've got something good for Eli to do after kind of we know what the you know what the deal is. It's fine. They're kind of nice to see him, you know, in the church working with her. Maybe he paid to get the the electric turned back on or whatever it looked like. So, you know, he's trying. He's I give him respect. He's out there. You know, he's not getting didn't have Gideon come in and broom for him. He's in there sweeping and mopping himself and shit. Yeah, and he and he and he was there because he cared, right? I mean, it's I, I'm looking forward to the backstory because it's like, damn, how long has it been, man? You know, I mean, so it's it's kind of interesting that now he cares. He didn't even realize she was living in the church. So I, I, I'm okay with it. I think it's, I think it's good. I hope that they develop it and it, and it, and it takes a turn for the better though. What in the world is going on with the BJ and Judy plot? I mean, I, I completely buy that Jesse would tell Amber everything. Why is she pushing things with Judy? Does, does she have a, a bone to pick here with, with trying to kind of take Judy shine, so to speak with, with control in the church? What do you think? Initially I figured it was a power play. I didn't know if maybe Jesse told her to do that or not, but the way the actress played it, at least I kind of got the impression that she was legit when she said, you know, we can't afford a scandal. The numbers are dropping in her reaction when Judy's like, oh, I already cut it off. And she's like, oh, end the affair. Tell me I did end it. You did. I'm leaning more towards she is really worried about a scandal with also kind of the added bonus of, you know, maybe it does help uh, further her and Jesse's interests. But she's not wrong, really. They're not in a good spot right now. I'm surprised we got so little fallout from the ministers thing last week. Yeah, <laughs> there's no real mention of it even here. No, uh, and it was it was epically bad. I mean, the, it broke out in shoe fight, obviously. So yeah, that's that's bad. Amber has always struck me as she wants to be in control of that with Jesse. She's always pushing Jesse to be the the lone kind of leader. So I think there's I think there might be another angle there that we'll find out later. I hope they continue it because it's fun watching them flick each other off and watch Judy be a total uh a total B to to, to Amber. It's kind of fun. I did like the uh the scene where Amber brings the system over to BJ and you can tell she's kind of uh dressed up. She's got a cleavage all pushed up and everything and we've seen her that's her move before when they were trying to get the money for Zion's landing last year or whatever. Jesse's like, yeah, we're the green dress or the orange dress or whatever it was. And then Judy calls her out for having her boobs all pushed up at the dinner or what have you. And she's wearing basically the same kind of outfit when she brings it over. Uh, I love the way they played that exchange. That was fun. And we don't get a lot of scenes with Amber and BJ. So uh, I thought that was pretty cool. 
And if you look around, you can tell Judy's feeling guilty or at least trying to cover for himself because in their house now, all there are are pictures of her and BJ. And even above the mantle, it used to be a painting of her and uh, Amy Lee. And now it's a naked portrait of her and BJ. Dude, BJ's hanging dong. He's hanging dong and everything. And I don't know how she got that painted so fast or maybe more time is... uh, you know, gone past than we think, but it doesn't seem like it uh, based on the cousins. And uh, definitely good stuff when uh, Judy brought the system back to Amber there and she hits her with the line. And uh, I thought that it was all fucking pretty cool. Again, we don't get a ton of scenes of just the two of those together. Yeah, that that, that was fun, dude. I noticed that. I love that they kept going to it because it was... She had I mean, pillows with been. their picture on them, the fucking pillows with their picture on them. Like, yes, who knows dude, that? Was... That's like something you get for your grandma when she's 80 and you're 10 or something. It seems like Judy and Beach would be sharing a Facebook page, doesn't it? Like it's, it's it feels like they would... they'd be sharing her Facebook page. Yeah, he wouldn't be would allowed be... to have one. It, it would be like her name at the top and his name at the bottom, and like one tenth of the size of the font. Yes, Judy and Beach. Like it's there technically. It's like the uh, terms and conditions when you get a new phone or what have you. Or sign up for something. Mills, thoughts on the system? Do you, do you think it would work? Did you like the play with dropping the gemstones in every time you think you're going to do something? It better? was funny. I just like the visual of the box where you have like the, the male character in blue, the uh, the lady character in pink, and they just have like diamond gemstones over where their genitals would be. I guess that's, uh, you know, that's where the uh, the real jewels are. I don't know, man. Not not a fan of the system. I don't think Mac Jones is either because <laughs> I think uh, what he said was uh, fuck the system. That's exactly what he said about Matt Patricia as his offensive coordinator last year. So I keep it easier. I just say fuck the Patriots. Yeah, that's I second that. Bye bye, listeners in Massachusetts. We, we we liked you. Just you know, you won enough Super Bowls. Yeah, you don't you don't need us. Go look at the no. Lombardis. Well, we got a lot of the cousins this episode. Chuck and Carl are in this in this episode, and I didn't think they disappointed. Uh, I think it's safe to say that Carl wasn't disappointed with his food options. Homie can eat, right? Yeah, and he's a legit strong man, dude. So they have to eat. Like, remember the crazy Michael uh, Phelps diet back in the day, like the 20,000 calories or whatever, ridiculous, like the rock. All these yep. dudes eat like crazy shit like that. But he's just lobsters, right? When you have a lobster or crab or something at breakfast, and I like how they bring it back around when his mom yells at him for not chewing. And then he literally chokes later, and uh, Chuck's like, see, dude, that's why we always yell at you about the, the chewing. Yep. I really enjoyed all of that. I mean, that whole scene where they're there in the bathrobes and May May's there it is just great overall, right down to uh, when May May fucking kung fu's Judy in the throat. In a mansion wearing fucking bathrobes. Oh, that was just absolutely Hilarious, fucking man. sweet, dude. It was great. Great acting by Judy here because it really like believed like she was, she's not talking for a minute. And then I love that the, you know, the immediate next scene is, She's bitching to Eli about she kung fu'd my larynx, daddy. My voice is God's gift, dude. Yeah, that's God's gift, yo. It's God's gift. I mean, that was just it was funny. When they're uh describing how they got away, if you listen to Chuck describe it, he sounds just like John Stewart's character in Half Bake. Them feds were everywhere, jumping out from trees behind bushes, screaming and hollering. Dude, sitting in the bushes, man. Does he have a gun? I don't know, man. I don't know. Red team go, red team go. Just some weird shit, man. Red team go. Might have been a red team in there. I might have caught a nine or two. I'm not a hundred percent sure. And another just fun thing with Carl because he's this big, huge, strong dude, right? And there's a scene where he's on the bed when Eli talks to him. And that's where he finds out Maymay's uh, living in the church or whatever. If you just watch Carl in this scene, 
he's like got his he's like propped up like a teenage girl on the edge of the yeah. bed then he's laying like a golden retriever or something it was he had the persona of just like a, you know like i said a golden retriever or a 10 year old girl or something it was just hysterical and he just acted that way almost the entire episode it's i think it's such a great use of we've got this big huge guy let's make him like a giant softy and a sweetheart just that contrast really works and they're not that this isn't the first show to do it but they're they're really nailing it so far oh dude you have the bit at the end where they're on the golf cart just howling yeah like having the time of their lives i, I love that even uh, amber and jesse get in on it a little bit that was a nice way to go out of the episode and i love when they found the fucking monster truck and they just like fangirl the shit out of that monster truck chuck i think literally wanted to fuck it oh she's beautiful she's so pretty oh i want to get all up in there yeah, chuck, back in predictions but uh I'm, I'm guessing that's uh that is now Chekhov's monster truck there that's coming back around at some point 100 so we'll talk about that in predictions jamie j i have to ask you we hear eli say that you know he doesn't want the boys to stay there but he'll hook him up with some walking around money what is walking around money for eli gemstone I gotta imagine it's a couple grand, right? I mean, yeah, a couple C notes. I was gonna say, I think it's more than like you know, 500 bucks, but I don't think he's giving him 50k or something like right. I'd probably give him like like six grand. I don't know, like that that feels like a good like four to six grand or something. That's like, but I bet you it's more than what Paulie gave Henry in Goodfellas. You know, what was it, 30, 3300? Yeah, it was definitely like, yeah, it was less than 5k for for a whole fucking (laughs) lifetime, right. I thought you were going to say less than uh, Christopher tipped the waiter right after he got made in Atlantic <laughs> City. <laughs> that would also work very well. Uh, that's just, hey, dude, he just got made. They make him pay for everything. Busted his fucking balls, dude. Yeah, I mean, they're busting him, dude. So d- <laughs> I got a question for you. Do you think the cousins could hear the the uh gemstones just blatantly begging their father to get rid of them as they peeked out of the window <laughs> that was so funny them just the you know it was like cartoon characters almost the way they're peering out the window maybe i don't know if they would have heard eli but definitely when the siblings are yelling fuck you and flipping them off uh, at that yeah. point your brain can fill in the blanks i guess the real question is did they hear eli but i, I don't know if it matters at this point i'd be really surprised if all of a sudden they turned out like they're secretly playing him this whole time or something. I don't think that's really the yeah. real one. They don't seem like, you know, those kind of dudes, really. Ah, oh, man, how about Cousins Night itself? Uh, before we touch on uh, Keefe's uh, fire dance, I just want your opinion. Do the Smut Busters wear Zubaz pants? Are they possibly Bills fans? Because it sure as shit looks like they're wearing Zubaz pants to me. <laughs> they might not be in Bills colors, but those are fucking Zubaz pants. Tell me they're not. Dude, it, it, it definitely looks like it, man. I said that. I said that, too. I was like, damn, are they... Are they rocking the Zubaz? <laughs> like I'm it, telling you, they're not the Bills colors, but they're like just generic Zubaz, I would swear. I think they might be. and uh, man, That would fit Danny McBride's the right age. You know, yeah. the writers, are they're in the right generation that they would make that joke, basically. Well, j- while we're on the sm- Smut Busters, more love for the incredible placement when they open up the back of that van. The incredible placement of the sex toys. It's just, I mean, they're killing this, dude. I mean, the one on the door... They got that perfect angle where there's just this giant dong stuck on the door and it's right over his right shoulder. It's so good. And then the it just the placement's just out of this world, man. I mean, it's I, I, it, it could get old, but so far the placement's so perfect that I'm not even upset about this running gag with with the sex toy stuff. 
No, I'm definitely not upset with it. I do feel bad for whatever PAs or whoever they have in there in some hot ass van, probably rearranging that shit 20 different times to get the, you know, what's the funniest way we can arrange this dildo? After right. a while, it's probably not so funny if you're the one having to try to remember all the different places you've had the dildo already. I mean, a lot of good stuff at Cousins Night. Uh, keeps fire dance, dude. Uh, oh. If nothing else, just the individual reaction shots of everybody just watching it and taking it in were absolutely fantastic. Dude, yes, you get you get all the different emotions. I really liked when Judy's just laughing. That one was because you got all these serious emotions. Then it goes to Judy and Judy's laughing. Like that was just cool, dude. Keith could, Keith could come to my party anytime. I thought it was pretty dance, cool dude. personally. I don't... He was awesome. He was awesome. How in love with Keith is <laughs> is Kelvin? I mean, he's, they got something there, don't they? I mean, God. They really do. They have something. I have no idea what it is. Uh, they have something. A couple funny bits. I think we have to mention uh, Jesse and Chuck pulling the knives on each other. They start <laughs> circling around again like a cartoon. Like you would see like an old, you know, like a little uh, little standoff and everyone's just circling around, circling around. And then they're like, you know, you put it down first. I'm not putting it down unless he puts it down first. I mean, you could not be more childish, you know, some crazy arrested development right there really well and shout off to chuck because not many people can get on danny mcbride's level of childishness i mean he was he was a master at this as kenny powers he's kind of he kind of does it and everything he does here he is as jesse gemstone throwing his temper tantrum i mean this and chuck chuck was able to go one two punch with him so i thought that was really cool yeah shout out lucas he's, he's been great especially because you have uh carl is being so funny that it's hard to kind of like let that other actor have enough room to keep doing it and not get overshadowed and just do your thing. Yeah, I think he's been perfect here. And we obviously have to mention the big uh, choking scene. We've talked about it as far as uh, BJ being on the receiving end, but just the visual of them trying to give the Heimlich to this giant human being was hysterical. Because if you think about it, one person probably couldn't do the Heimlich unless you were like uh, Victor Wambayana or something like you're, you know, I don't think they could get their arms around. That's what I'm I mean, saying. You'd have to be a seven yeah. foot dude, like a real, you know, a huge human being, like a, you know, Shaq could probably do it. Right. Like someone like an NBA player, basically. Dude, probably the funniest moment of the night for me, though, is when Jesse's like, I'm lick his ass. And then it's just immediately keeps with the, I'm lick his ass. Lick his what? Lick his what? <laughs> just so funny, dude. <laughs> so funny, dude. I'm like his ass. And I think it worked from a story standpoint because it gave them a reason to kind of reconcile and maybe realize just kind of how childish they'd been. And again, Definitely. paying off the thing from earlier with Carl not chewing his food. So I really think that was a just a great scene overall. A lot of fun. And shout out to Gemstones. Anytime the Gemstones are having a meal, it's good shit. Yes. It's like succession to doing a wedding episode or, so, or something. Like, what the fuck out? Dude. That I, you'd want to sit in for a Sunday brunch or a dinner night, but dude, I, I got to say too, of all those moments too, the the I'm, I agree with you for the plot line and for the story. I thought it was really important, but dude, when they're all the tenseness of that of him choking, then they finally get it out. Obviously, it hits BJ in the face, which is hilarious. But then it cuts to this like thing where everyone's like realizing, like, oh wow, we just saved a life and all this and then it goes back to bj and he's like gagging because he's starting to smell it dude i just i i could not stop laughing at that it was so good man so good
loved everything about that, but it wasn't even probably the highlight of the episode, although he was involved there because it's time. First time this season, we get to go to the fireworks factory. We get to check in with our favorite uncle, the uncle we all wish we had, Big Baby Billy, Uncle Baby Billy. He was all over the episode. It was literally bonkers. It was. And I guess, Mills, we should just start at the beginning, right? We we get we get Baby Billy, uh, Uncle Baby Billy. He's down there doing his musical number, Payday. Uh, down at Zion's Landing, we we see that he is quite the entertainer. The guy's not get getting the response that he deserves from the pool folk. What did you think about his outfit, Magnum Mills? The outfit was great. I don't think the response was that bad. He had people following him around doing choreography and shit. <laughs> yeah, I guess at the end he just he got like one clap, you know. I like the way they showed it too. The way he keeps saying, like he basically that's how it is though. He does that every half hour, all yeah. day. The same thing over and over. And if you've ever been on a cruise or to Disney, you know, for multiple days or something, you start to pick up on, oh, this is the, the reggae band only plays like 12 songs and they start over again or it's the same shows or that kind of thing. So you could get why, it, even though it on by all appearances is a, is a great gig, why he would just start getting kind of sick of it. And you're right, too. It's a little bit different playing for the cabana folk than it is being on TV or in a big mega church or something. Yeah. But he's still, I'll tell you what, man, he's got it. You got to hand it to old Uncle Baby Billy. He's got it, man. Yeah, but you know what else he's got? He's got fucking a high risk of heat stroke because I really feel him, man. Like him, I too have often aspired to just stand in air conditioning all day. Just, you know, looking cool, being charming. Oh, I used to volunteer to work at like the walk-in and the fucking keg fridge and all that kind of shit. I'd love it, dude. Middle August in my hoodie, freezing, freezing everything, dude. So great. And, and, you know, we get payday here. What uh, what album do you think that is off of for Baby Billy? Like, what's the album title that the song Payday comes off of? Oh, man. Uh, let's see here. Uh, cashing in on my dreams. I'm just going to throw that on there. Sound like if, you, you know, go Wu-Tang style, like Baby Billy forever. <laughs> it's a double LP. Yeah. Can you do a double? Of course, you got to, dude. If it's forever, uh, you go Will Smith, like Baby Billy style, like Big Willie style. My, my favorite would probably be uh, Bill Folds and Bibles. That sounds <laughs> like it would be a good. It's got the bees, it's it's got the money thing, it's got the Bible thing. So, yeah, I think that would be a pretty good one. Any That's other incredible. any other song do you think off the top of your head that would be like classic Baby Billy songs? Could could, could Billy could Baby Billy do a cream remix where I mean, Cash does rule everything around him. I've liked that a lot. I actually had one cover on my list, and it was Lose Yourself by Eminem. I just want to hear Baby Billy sing Mom's Spaghetti, kind of. That's all, that's all I really need. You got a couple. I did a couple random ones, like uh, God's New Cadillac, Love Everybody, Like the Lord, From the Chicken Coop to the Church, and uh, Baby Billy Believes in You. Uh, about Baby Billy's Bible Bonkers? A, can you say that a bunch of times fast, and B, any alternate titles to that? This is so good. And watching the three gemstones struggle to pronounce it was one of the funnier moments for me. Uh, I like it, dude. I don't know that, it, you know, just the four Bs here really do something for me. I don't know what else to say. I could beat those four Bs, I think. Baby Can Billy's you? Bible Bonanza. <laughs> Baby Billy's Bible Bonanza. Because uh, I know they were going for the rubber baby buggy bumpers, and that's why they went with bonkers, because it sounds like bumpers, and that was the alliteration they were going for there. But I like Bonanza. I think Bonanza is just a, a cooler word. 
And if you could like expand it a little bit, you go uh, Baby Billy's Family Faith Off. It's kind of like the, the family feud or whatever. Imagine if Baby Billy one day turned heel and then it just became Baby Billy's Bible Bashers, where he just bashed the Bible the whole time. It would be... Or if well, I mean, what if the team that loses the other the winning team gets to take their Bibles and bash them? Ah, uh, yes, and just smash a Bible them beat and bashing. A Bible beat down, Bible beat and bashing. A lot of Baby violent Billy's words beat that, that uh, involve the letter B here. I didn't realize how many uh, violent Bs there are. Thought there were only Cuban bees. I thought so too. I bet you they spent literal days in the writing room going through possible iterations of this. I'd like to see the alts. Uh, I didn't, oh or, if, especially on the DVD extras or something like that. If they still do those things, or that would uh, be a, a fun one to get into. It, just a question: Do they do Junior for females? Like we hear, they're supposed to be having a daughter and be Amy Lee Junior. Is that a thing? Yeah. I think it might be the first time I've heard of it, but I kind of—I don't—I don't, I don't like mind it. it. I don't—I—that's I, fine. I mean, I don't know if there's a, a you know, a female a gendered equivalent or whatever. I don't really—if they want the junior, they can have it. I'm... Amy Lee Junior. I—I—I I, I picked up on that too. I was like, oh, that's interesting. That's an interesting concept, man. No, I mean, maybe it's a—I don't know if you're—it's something if you're a toilet baby, it brings it into play. I don't know. Speaking of toilet babies, how much did you love Tiff? Tiff's great, isn't she? They're she a great couple. Absolutely slays this episode. Uh, I don't even want to end the whole thing, but even just at the beginning there, when you get the line we saw in the trailer, it's time for Baby Billy to be back on the motherfucking TV. And you see her like giddy clapping. It was just so perfect. And you get the idea that she isn't incredibly bright, but she is like. All surface level. She's not scheming or anything like that. She's just kind of like happy-go-lucky, whatever. Like, just uh, genuinely seems like maybe the best person on this entire show. Her and BJ, they're like the only two decent humans. They really are. I don't. Th- I don't think Tiff has any ulterior motives. Like, I think she just. I don't think she even knows how to have like an d- interior motive and play somebody. Like, she just. You know, you gotta love sweet Tiff, man. Yeah, and uh, honestly, dude, I might actually be in love with her when she said. Can we get some waffles after we get some ass? That's a woman from my own heart right there. That's big. There's a way to it. It involves ass and waffles. Yeah. Oh, man. So she, like, then the, the only thing is then you can just, like, get the ass in Waffle House parking lot and then just go right in. Like, that could, yeah. If you get a booth, I think you can bang in the booths at Waffle House. It's you might be able to bang in Waffle House. That might, it, I know you might can just smoke. Be designated booths. Uh, there might be, yeah. uh, I'm not 100% sure. You can smoke, drink, and fight. So why not bang? I mean, that's probably allowed too. So, and uh, what did you think of the uh, the wee baby Lionel? <laughs> he was all over the place. I mean, he's not being denied uh, his cousinship. Uh, I just loved that word. Uh, never heard of cousinship before, but it's a fun one. <laughs> it was definitely fun. You gotta love Billy making sure that he's that 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 young ain't gonna be his meal ticket now. He's got we see a, he's... dirt and cigarette butts in this episode. And that was a nice bit with the choking when everyone looks at the baby because you keep seeing him. They keep cutting over to him with the cigarette butts and be just like, yep. no, not him, him. Yeah, I thought that was great. And and honestly, the uh, the fact that Tiffany was laughing and and cheering him on, eating the eating the dirt was just you gotta you gotta not gonna for that barbecue now, dude. Yeah. And how about when they it, forget him after the pitch? They just, yeah. <laughs> just he's like, yeah, you want to take your kid? Uh, I guess the only thing in a, on a serious note, it does tell us, okay, so probably what? 
18 to 30 months have gone by since the last season. Sounds about since, right. So I guess they had to build Zion's point. landing too. That yeah. had to probably be so maybe even two years. Two years. Somewhere. But he's not that. talking yet. He's slow, he's a slow developer. If he can ever talk, he will talk. He's gonna as soon as he gets the first 10 words, he's gonna write that announcer's booth. We're putting the kid to work, man. That's how they do it down south. Yeah, what did you uh, think of the uh, the actual pitch meeting? Dude, I gotta hand it to Tiffany and Baby Billy. He was prepared. He was set up. He had, oh, he's whipping that thing around. He's whipping that. <laughs> and you can hear it. And the whole time, Jesse's like trying to move away from it. Dude, that was so. They have such great chemistry. We've seen those guys uh, in vice principals and and other things. Like they just they really 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 got good chemistry. I thought the pitch was great though. I actually was sold. I was like, dude, this could be huge. I get that it's basically. Uh, a, a church, a Bible family feud, but who cares? That shit sells. There's like four different game show formats, and they're all kind of just different versions of each other. There's so many, yeah, only so many kind of things you can do when it comes to a trivia type of contest. I thought he nailed this pitch, though, dude. I really do. I, I like his, I like his props. I like his stuff. Dude, the little... props. How much money did this man spend on <laughs> props? He spent a lot of money on that little uh, the the baby Billy doll or whatever the whole oh, yeah. little in, set. In this, in this it looks economy? like goddamn Joe Boo for Major League. That's who it, it looks does. like to me. It, <laughs> it does look in, like uh, Pedro Serrano's locker. If you just gave him uh, the the cigar, swear to God, man, he, Billy. I don't know. Maybe baby Billy is Joe Boo. I, I don't know exactly how that works. He probably likes rum, so uh, maybe we start there. See if he sacrificed any chickens. I thought that whole bit was great. And I love, this is the first time we've seen that kind of new throne room, right? Like yeah. if you look behind them, they have, I don't know if they're carvings or statues, but the one of Jesse, I swear to fucking God, he looked, if, that's, if Danny McBride was playing the deep in the boys, that's how it would look. He looks like the deep. Yeah. It did, the, did like, give me... He's holding like a, like a trident oh, or yeah. something. He totally looks like the deep. I almost wonder if it's intentional. It's, it, 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 really it might does. be just as an, it, it, might, it might be, and dude, it did di- definitely gave you vibes of the the headquarters for the seven for sure. Like just with each of them having the thing behind them. And I guess we did get some character development too, because before this episode, I didn't know that baby Billy was into snowballing. Yeah, roll that around your mouth. That's fun. Eh? He'll try anything once, man. I mean, he's birthed a toilet baby. And yes. uh, then we got the little, we saw that in action a little bit at cousins night. I love how that was their whole intention. Like they are scheming a little bit to do that. That was fun. And the uh the little introductions were great when he goes out and tries to introduce everybody. Oh, see Mo Loans. And just the way he, he looks at Keith, he's like, uh-uh. Now we're coming to the gemstone side of the table. You ain't family. And dude, I love when he finally everyone's swearing, and then he finally swears, and he's like, sorry, y'all, there'll be no more cussing. <laughs> he had to apologize. And we show, dude. And again, <laughs> Tiff absolutely slaying when it comes time to play the theme song. And she puts it on the, the Casio joint. It's like an old 8-bit like Nintendo game sounding joint. Hit it, Tiff. And you just see Carl, like you might as well just give him that dude a lighter and throw him in a Megadeth concert because he was—he was, he was in like, it, dude. He was just—it was very cool. She had a nice little rhythm to it, man. I—I I was into it. I liked it. What'd be hysterical is if uh, Baby Billy doesn't get a hosting job, but she gets like a Vanna White gig, and then Baby Billy gets all resentful and shit. 
Yeah. And he's like the stay at home dad. He would, oh man, he would be so, he would hate it so bad. Uh, shout out baby Billy's apartment too. He lives in this amazing place and he's just got the great joke about how like he's gotten all that shit, but you know, he needs more than that. Yeah. He's an international commodity, son. You can't be living in here with all this (laughs) penthouse VIP. The way Walton Goggins just says the word commodity. I would kill to be that good at one thing in my life. And just how good this dude is at just saying the word commodity. Boyd Crowder definitely said it before, too. And he's just got a certain way of saying it. That's just so good. The accent here, everything he does, down to the little whistle when he talks, he's got it, dude. Like, it's, I don't know how anybody doesn't love Baby Billy. Like, he's he's basically one of the greatest characters. I'm an international known talent. I deserve more than that. You haven't seen the last of me. Mills, I opened my closet the other day, and I realized that all that your boy has are fish t-shirts and Buffalo Bills gear, and this one green v-neck. And that's great, but I think I need to diversify my portfolio. Do we have any new righteous merchandise in stock after this episode? I do appreciate you uh, cosplaying as Shaggy from Scooby-Doo, though. That is the perfect shirt for that. It will be a fun one. It's just a throwaway line in the episode. Just love a zombie bitches prayer group. I think that's a pretty easy. You just got like a zombified uh, version of Amber's audience there. That could be a fun one. And obviously you need something. You need a uh, baby Billy's Bible bonkers shirt. I don't know if you want to go full, uh, you know, Richard Dawson in the feud or whatever, but I think that's a pretty easy one. Pretty fun one. You obviously have to have a cousin's night 2023 shirt. You got to commemorate that shit. I don't know if you want maybe the knife fight. You want the dude swimming in the pond. You want BJ with the shit on his face doing the Heimlich. There are multiple versions of this one. And then I think what would be a fun one is the uh, the being famous train. You got baby Billy and he's on the being famous train because the only way you know about the being famous train is if you're on the being famous train. And one way to get on it is by wearing the t-shirt. Well, like counting crows, round here, we turn the other cheek. This is where we like to come up with alternative titles for the episode. This one was titled, For Their Nakedness Is Your Own Nakedness. It's probably my favorite episode title of the season so far, but let's see what else we can uh, come up with here. Mills, what are you working with? I like this one for the nakedness, did not like it for the length and uh, repetitiveness. That's what she said. Mentioned the the being famous train. That is, you know, not a great one, but I did like... uh, but we are not cool cousins. But maybe by the end, they are cool cousins. I like that a lot. Um, I like it a lot. I, I, you know, it's they would have never been able to do it because they couldn't, you know, but I, I do think that it's worth mentioning here. It's basically Family Feud. I think that that could that would have been really interesting if you just saw an episode title and it was called It's Basically Family Feud. I, that would just, like, what? I would like that. Just steal the Sunny episode and just calls it The Gang Goes on Family Fight. We'd get, we'd get the idea, I think, and then you could uh, maybe uh, recycle the, the title or something like that. Uh, yeah, the, the horror movie version would be Revenge of the Diarrhea People. Yeah. That would work. Dude, it, Baby Billy got a zing in on Judy, and that could be a good one, too, when he said, running the church and running around, that could have been a great episode title. And maybe an even better song title. Maybe the sequel to Misbehaving or something, dude, running around. The way he says it, too, man. He's just got that perfect draw. Once again. again. All right, Mills, let's drop a gem on them because it's time to give our favorite quote or dialogue from 
for their nakedness is your own nakedness. Bunch of good ones here, as always. But it's hard to beat baby Billy complaining about his life. You think you could ship me off to paradise? Make me sing by a pool all motherfucking day, getting a suntan, drinking pina coladas for free, living in a penthouse? Huh? No. Uh, baby Billy, if you can get somebody to uh, make me do that, I- I'm here. I don't even really like the sun like that, but I'll, I'll, I'll wear pina coladas, but I'll do it just for that goddamn penthouse. Jamie G. Also going to keep the Baby Billy theme. I'm going with Baby Billy when he says, Y'all can't even see solid gold when I'm shitting it right in front of you. Y'all just piss me off. No wonder you fucking numbers are down. Incredible line by Baby Billy. He even gets down like he's like he's going to snip one. I mean, it was it was great. Yeah, and especially the capper on that when he's like, you haven't seen the last of me. And Jesse's like, well, I mean, your uncle. So I'm assuming we're going to hear from you again. That was perfect Danny McBride deadpan right there. It's like, well, obviously. You haven't seen the last of me. I mean, you're our uncle. I'm assuming we're going to hear from you again. You damn right you will. Well, Lord knows that everybody on this show, except for Keith and BJ, love to insult each other. And heaven help you if you're the one being ripped on. Tiffany, this is your husband we're talking about here. You're doing so well for somebody who used to be a famous singer long ago. And Billy, you need to have more faith in your son. And when Lionel learns how to speak, he could be our announcer. The fuck do you mean if he learns how to speak, Billy? And Chuck, he's that dude that would rather die than move back home. Carl, not so much. We'd rather be homeless bums living under a bridge. We would? Yes, Carl, we would. Jesse, be nice to your cousins. Two fucking fugitives just roaming around the compound like damn free-range chickens. Damn, Kelvin, you too? But let's keep our expects and checks. My cousins are kind of diarrhea people. A2, Judy? I feel like I'm up in the zoo right now watching the gorillas get washed. About to start throwing their poo at each other. Anything on your cousins, Jesse? I don't like fucking bubble buggers bears. I'm not doing this. I want to see that cartoon. And Jesse, based on your track record, I think you should probably listen to your Uncle Baby Billy. Y'all can't even see solid gold when I'm shitting it right in front of you. Y'all just piss me off. Uh, Judy, say something nice to Amber before we get out of here. Sorry to interrupt your zombie bitch's prayer group, but I brought something for your nosy ass. Let's stay righteous and give our righteous moments. Mills, what's your favorite scene or moment from For Their Nakedness is Your Own Nakedness? Um, Not a lot of nakedness except for in the portrait uh, in uh, Judy and BJ's house there. I think I have to go with the opening of Billy, Baby Billy just singing Payday. It was just such a wild way to bring in the episode. Another great musical number from the show. Looks awesome down at Zion's Landing, so... Got me as hype as anything for the episode, so I think I gotta go with the go with the payday, baby. It's coming soon. I, I'm so tempted to go with the the baby Billy Bible Bonkers pitch, but I'm actually gonna go with Cousins Night, uh, the, the dinner specifically. I thought it was just such a good scene. All of all of Cousins Night was awesome, but I'm gonna go with Cousin Night, um, the dinner, and we did get baby Billy in the in the dinner. Fair enough. Way to have it both ways. Your usual uh, column A column b whatnot that is your mo 
and it's time to bust out our jeweler's loop and eye this episode up. We're going to evaluate for their nakedness, is your own nakedness, on a scale of 0 to 10 gemstones. Jamie G, drop a grade on them. Man, I'm going to give this one a solid 92 gemstones. Really good uh, episode for me. I got it at 92. 92, nice. I am also the highest on this that I've been on any episode all season. I'm not quite getting up in that range, but I'm going to uh, give it a solid 187, but lose the one. So 8.7 gemstones. Praise the world. It's finally time for our righteous ratings. Mels, go ahead and explain how the sausage dip is made. But don't give away Keith's recipe. Yeah, and don't eat the poultry dip, apparently. That, here's the deal. Every episode, we rate the characters in five categories from one to five, with one being the worst, five being the best. We kind of average these results together to build our little model out of rating system to determine who won the episode. We rate the characters in the following categories. Getting shit done? Did they get shit done in this episode? The home life. How are things with their family, their love life, that kind of thing? The career? How are they doing at work? They had to come up. They're going down. And don't be a fuck up. Pretty simple. All you gotta do is avoid fucking up. But for the people on this show, not quite so simple. And then just the funny factor. How much did they make you laugh in this episode? And we're going to give you our top five, but we actually have a tie for fourth. So technically, we're going to start with our fourth places. And uh, they've been pretty high so far this season. We've got BJ and we got Amber. Makes sense here. They're all doing pretty well, except for BJ's home life and Amber being funny. Although Amber, this was one of her better episodes, I would say. But uh, still, she just doesn't really get the gutbusters lines. Shout out to both of them. At three, this is a surprise, but not really when you actually break down the math, and that's Keith. He actually had a pretty solid episode. He did some cool fire shit. He's got the thing going on with the Smut Busters. He seems to be doing all right, actually. So shout out, Keith. You just weren't allowed to, you know, play in the uh, the big, uh, the baby Billy uh, Bonkers Jonski there. At two, we have Tiffany. Definitely was, you know, maybe my stealth MVP this episode. I thought she was great, especially funny. And, uh, you know, her home life seems good. Career's on the come up. She's definitely not fucking up. But she is fucking our number one, our MVP of the episode. Our man, Uncle Baby Billy, really killing it across the board here. He's only not even peaking because he didn't sell the joint yet. So when he sells it, then he's getting fives up there, and he is just going to, across the board, be damn near perfect. Baby Billy scored 4.3 points out of a possible five, so he's absolutely killing it. All is right in the universe. Yes, and thank God, because we, we really need a little normalcy in our in our universe. It is now time to bow our heads and show some faith in the future. What we do that by making predictions for the next episode, which will include the next time on trailer. If you don't want to hear anything about that, go ahead, hit stop, and go about your day. But for those of you cool enough, continue to check us out. Thank you. If we're losing you, we'll see you next week. For everybody else, let's get on to predictions. Look at you, man. Cooler than a polar bear's toenail.
the next episode is I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. The short plot synopsis is, while Jesse prepares for his initiation into a prestigious secret society, Judy fends off unwanted attention, and Kelvin handles rumors about Keith. Later, baby Billy makes an impossible promise. Ooh, gotta love that tease right there. Baby Billy and an impossible promise. Maybe that's the Indiana Jones movie spinoff we didn't know we needed, but I would definitely watch Baby Billy and the Impossible Promise. That sounds pretty awesome. Just stuff from the trailer. We see Steven. He's back and he introduces himself to BJ. Uh, this is going to end and poorly probably, right, for BJ at least. Definitely. And I like that they're doing it on the tennis court. Maybe a little competitive juices come out here. I, who knows? Maybe we see a different side of uh, of, of the beach. I'm excited about that. But yeah, I, I knew that that wasn't the last we'd see Steven. So this is going to this is going to be a one way ticket on a speeding track to an explosion, I think. Nice. I like that, especially if it blows up at the fireworks factory. Uh, we get a scene where you got the kids there in the throne room and they're talking to, a, I'm assuming is Martin, about a potential molestation issue kind of thing. And you see Jesse kind of look right at, at Calvin. Do you think this is something to do with the Smutbusters or is that a little bit of a red herring? I think it's, I don't, you know, I think it's going to be. Don't do it to me. <laughs> A little bit of column A and a little bit of column B. God damn it. You're nothing <laughs> if not predictable. Uh, and so the other thing I want to be curious if you think it's real or kind of misleading or not. You think Keith's really like cheating on Kelvin with a different Christian youth group. We see in the trailer that's what it appears to be. But I don't, if that was the case, I don't know if they'd give it away in the trailer, right? I think that's what it's going to look like, but not what it is. Uh, He's know, undercover? I think he's doing I think he's doing something to help Kelvin and or the gemstones at whole, but it just doesn't look that way. I, I got I got you know what? Keith is innocent until proven guilty, buddy. He's earned that. He's earned it from me. Yeah, fair enough. And uh, Jesse is apparently getting inducted into the Cap and Pistol Society. We wanted this to come back around. It's already coming back around in episode four. So I don't know that I have any predictions other than Jesse fucks up and winds up not getting inducted. That might be my prediction, but uh, very excited to see some more of that. That seems like a cool world or what have you. And then kind of the end of the trailer is Baby Billy telling Jesse that he ain't his daddy and he needs a star like his mama was. What do you think? Baby Billy probably thinks he's that star, right? But is it really Baby Billy or somebody else? Baby Billy wants it to be him. He believes it's him, but it's going to be somebody else. Who else could it be, though? I mean, Judy would be the obvious one, but probably not, right? That you, I don't even know that Jesse would let her. The only one that I've got a creeper on is either Jesse's wife, Amber, or somehow, some way, May May comes in the scene. Maybe, I don't know, we haven't seen her sing or anything. I was just going to say, fuck Tiffany, just for the hell of it. Just to really piss Baby Billy off. Tiffany would be the best. I mean, like, he thinks wrong. it, you know what I mean? Like, it, they keep doing it. Like, Baby Billy thinks it's him. That And like, no, no, let's talk about Tiffany. Everyone loves a pregnant lady or something like that. Like, he has this weird kind of Jesse logic or something like that. Uh, talks himself into it. Uh, we didn't get an answer here. Who do you think called the feds? Like, we've now heard everybody basically say they didn't do it. I'm maybe going with the Peter dude called him on himself or something. It's some kind of like fucking plot or something. I don't know who else could it be. I don't think anybody's really lying. It doesn't make sense for any of these people to be. I brought this up before. We got the cool scene with the uh, the Redeemer, the monster truck. And you literally hear Carl tells, tells Chuck uh, you were born to drive that thing. And then Jesse tells Carl that he'll never get a chance to drive it. So 100% both Chuck and Carl are going to drive that fucking truck, right? They have to. 
We've got to see that truck be used. They wouldn't have. I mean, this is twice now that it's made an appearance. I think it's coming maybe even quicker than we think. I I I can see it in the finale. But let's be honest, the guy we probably really want to see driving is Gideon. Like we saw him driving Escalade. Let's see Gideon, the stunt driver, drive a goddamn monster truck. Like that could be fun. I'd say it's something for the finale or something. I can see that coming back around. Hopefully that crosses over with the Cap and Pistol Society somehow. I mean, then we're basically doing the wacky races, but I really enjoy the wacky races, so I'm cool with it. Yeah, and and, and obviously we know for now with with uh, uh, with Stephen coming back in the scene, this is not you know Judy's affair plot line is going to continue, and I think that the whole time they've been hinting at basically it's going to continue all the way until BJ finds out about it, right? Yeah, or until BJ and uh, Stephen's wife hook up, so. Maybe they get they do that like a hall pass situation or something. The one thing I will call out is that uh, when Jesse kind of gives it up in front of Billy and Tiffany that uh, Judy was cheating, he specifically says uh, Stephen, and I think that's going to come back around like maybe Billy's going to figure out who he is or something like that, and then he's going to try to work him to get the show picked up or what have you, the game show, something like that. Yeah, I like that, dude. You know what I mean? Because he didn't even say cheating. He specifically said the name. It just tells me, like, why wouldn't he do that? He just, you know, he this is Jesse. He would have said something, you know, this fucking uh, uh, Sugar Ray guy or whatever. But the fact that he said the name, I feel like he had to say it specifically for a reason. Yeah, that's true. I'm going to throw out a wild one, dude. We talked about maybe Jesse needing a, a star and Billy wanting and thinking it's going to be him. And, and the natural instinct is to go with Billy. Dude, I'm going to say somehow, some way with this rekindling of relationship with the cousins, it's Carl. Carl could be a star. I, I don't know if he can sing, but Drew could probably dance. He could do something, right? That's just toss people around. I mean, but that's probably more of a fetish thing. But what if he? What if he's like a tap dancer or something? I mean, I, I don't know. I could just picture him doing something. Well, obviously, he should be a stunt man, right? Like Gideon should get him into like the stunt man union. That seems to be the most obvious thing to like get him a job or something like that. That seems to be pretty straightforward, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hollywood always needs like giant, huge, strong dudes. You know, I don't think you're going to make millions of dollars a year, but I'm sure you can make a decent living. Any any other predictions for you, Magnum Mills? Um, we saw that uh, uh, Chuck got himself a, a mustache. I don't know. I just want to. It's for a reason, dude. You know, no one like willingly just does goes from beard to mustache. You have a specific purpose in mind, so mustache comes back around. Maybe it's a mustache ride. We'll find out. I think that about does it for this episode of Romancing the Gemstones. Thank you guys for checking us out. We really appreciate you you following along with us, enjoying the Righteous Gemstones right here while we romance the gemstones. Make sure you hit us up on our social media or in the comments if you've got any thoughts, if you want us to talk about anything, if we missed anything, or if you just think we're total assholes, you can let us know. And if you remember anything, it's that you can't forget the flaps. You gotta follow, like, and please subscribe. Mills? It's always important to remember not to forget. That really is the uh, <laughs> the, the first key of remembering. And uh, thank you again for checking us out. Find us wherever you get your pods on YouTube. We're presented by Regular Dudes Watch Stuff. Find us on social media at Dudes Watch Stuff. And remember, if you had fun, click that thumb. On behalf of myself, Magna Mills, and Jamie G, remember to live your life big baby billy style and get yourself a payday bye felicia 